They be like, slow up, homie. You're talking too fast. Came for buzz of the week and splash trash, man. Uh, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley Bags. Yeah, it's going down. We call it the G Splash. In the summer sessions and sessions, it's with the unexpected. I'm talking the minutes, the seconds, and pocket perfection. I keep you guessing with methods of messing with the new section. And it's the only podcast with the record I'm wrecking. So, yeah. Welcome to my home. This is G Splash Zone. It's the dope show. Getting where you fitting in the summer zone. And I'm going hella ham on it, motherfucking it hard. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? We back, baby. We back in our summer sessions. Welcome to the G-Splash Summer Sessions, a.k.a. the G6. G-G-G-G-G-G-6. We kick you six pop culture news stories of the week in about six minutes before 6 a.m. Uh, I'm your host, Bradley Baxter, and this is so uh, Summer Sessions episode number 15 of the dopest podcast on Earth, a.k.a episode 86 today we're talking all about brockmeyer the mlb announcer who loses his shit and goes mad take a listen please imagine my surprise when i open my front door to find about a half dozen naked folks sprawled out in my living room engaged in what can only be described as a desperate and a hungry kind of a lovemaking and right in the center of it all was my wife my wife lucy she was wearing a strap on, and she was plowing our neighbor Bob Greenwald. And folks, I do mean right in the ass. Fastball misses. Just low. Count goes full. Three and two. And you definitely need to peep it. Let's get into some upcoming announcements. We got a new format. We're going to try and have a special guest after our new section every week. Uh, maybe Chris. It may be somebody else. It may be someone who's involved in the culture. So stick around. It's going to be a surprise every time. It'll be dope. Trust me. And this is the dope show. Yes. Next week, we're talking Stranger Things with Poppin' Katie. Uh, she's made an appearance on the show before, ranting about Game of Thrones. We've got some good stuff coming up this season on Summer Sessions, so please stick around because it's going to be dope. I promise. So on that note, let's just get into the news, baby. Mad Magazine has stopped the press. The long-running humor publication, Mad Magazine, will effectively shut down this fall after a 67-year run. The comedy mag will be pulled from the newsstands after the release of issue 9 in August and from then will be sold exclusively via subscription and comic book stores. Starting with issue 11 in October, the new issues of Mad will only feature new cover art, while the rest of the magazine will comprise of articles pulled from previous issues. The only new content from MAD going forward is a special end-of-the-year issue, while its parent company, DC Entertainment, will continue to push MAD books and other special collections. And just when you thought it couldn't get weirder, g Easy is the King of Rock? That's right, uh, a noted fan of the King of Rock, g Easy has supposedly been talking to Warner Brothers about his interest in playing Elvis. Sources close to the production say g Easy has spent some time in New York City in June. The rapper made it clear that he was eager to jump into the role. The Bay Area Rappers competition is as follows. Harry Styles, Miles Teller, Aaron Taylor Johnson, and Austin Butler, and a few more. The Mask is getting a female reboot. It's been almost 25 years since The Mask first hit theaters, and the character's creator thinks it's time 
for a woman to get a chance into the leading role. I'd like to see a really good physical comedian in the role, Dark Horse Comics founder Mike Richardson told Forbes. I have one comedian in mind, but I'm not going to say her name, adding that we have to do a lot of convincing for this particular person, but we will see. Jim Carrey starred in the original film, which helped launch his own career and has also been Cameron Diaz's first acting role. While Jamie Kennedy led the 2005 sequel, which was a critical and commercial flop. Disney drops a couple of trailers. That's right, Disney dropped two trailers of their live action films, Maleficent 2 and Mulan. Angelina Jolie makes her return as the Mistress of Evil in Disney's Maleficent sequel. Maleficent and her goddaughter Aurora began to question the family ties that bind them as they are pulled in different directions by impeding nuptials, unexpected allies, and dark new forces at play. Even though Mulan will not be a musical or have a comical dragon, fans are speculating this could be one of Disney's best live action to be rebooted. When the Emperor of China issues a decree that one man per family must serve in the Imperial Armor to defend a country from northern invaders, Hua Mulan, the oldest daughter of an honored warrior, steps in to take the place of her alien father. Let's just hope McDonald's will once again bring back that Szechuan sauce, am I right? Uh, Big Lebowski's getting a spinoff, that's right, John Turo's long buzz about Big Lebowski sequel has a fresh title and a fast approaching release date. Screen Media announced the other day that the boutique distribution company has picked up the North American rights to Totoro's film, now known as The Jesus Rolls, and is planning a release in early 2020. Written, directed, and starring Totoro, the new film sees the multi-hyphen reprising role of Jesus from the beloved Coen Brothers film. He'll be joined by a wide-ranging supporting cast that includes John Hamm, Susan Sarandon, Pete Davidson, and a bunch more. And for our last news story of the day, we're talking to Home Run Derby. So I'm bringing in my man Chris Bucky Watts. You already know. What's up, everybody? I'm here. Summer sessions. Chris Summer sessions. Word up. Did you get a chance to check out the Home Run Derby at all? I didn't even know the All Star game happened until like freaking this morning. Boom. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up and I was like, the Yankees steal the show with the All-Star game. And I was like, what the fuck? It's halfway through the season already? Yeah, and uh, Pete Alonso crushed it in the Home Run Derby. I'll just read this real quick. For a while, it felt like the, uh, this derby was solely going to a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, he set a record in the first round and then tied his, in his next turn. <clears throat> through the second round at bat there, he had really only been one close matchup. But then J uh, Jock Peterson came along and tied the record, forcing a one-minute tiebreaker, and they tied again, and they tied again, and Guerrero finally won as Peterson's 39 home runs in the second round was not enough to advance to the finals. 39 home runs in the second round. Holy cow. Uh, it was arguably the best head-to-head -head matchup in the history of home run derby. Uh, Pete Alonso ended up still in the night, though, smashing 23 dingers in the finals to beat Vlad Jr. Uh, wow. Yo, know, they were just, they were raking them all night. Like, they're usually, I want to say each round, usually you get one person who gets like 20, 21. It's been sure, like yeah, 15, 13, like here, six in the teens. But this new format also is, I think, really stepped it up. They get like, there's like a million dollar incentive now. And... They get like it's a timer instead of like so many pitches. You know they're trying to make it so people want to watch it because like that shit. 
it, 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 no, you know, boring or people forget about yeah. it. I forgot about it. Exactly. But they, they can spice it up, you know, make it have a little more oomph to it. I'm in. Yeah, and I watched actually a little bit of the celebrity softball game. How'd that go? Uh, Anthony Mackie was uh, playing. Just that. Yeah. He's just out there cocky, just like, you know, doing his Mackie game. And he caught a couple of yeah. fly balls, and J.R. Smith was also there. J.R. Smith had, uh, you know, he had no shirt on yeah, for a while. Yeah, and uh, the catcher, the catcher for the other team, made had a, a shirt made that was basically J.R. Smith's tattoos, like full print on the shirt. <laughs> yes. So he took off his yes. jersey, and then he was wearing it, and then J.R. Smith took off his jersey. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly was there along with Drew Carey. Classic. Quite the quite the mashup of people, and then Kid Cudi got an All Star Game hat custom made, and it's actually really really dope. Look at this freaking Doctor Oz, <laughs> Rosa from fucking Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh yeah, she was out there. It's just a freaking Bill Nye. Uh, but yeah, the Miz was like the pitcher. Tried to strike out uh one dude who's a major league player, and he got like two on him. He got two on him, and he got a little. He got, thought he was gonna do it, and then. What's his name? Just cracked it out the the park, out the little. Just smoked him on the last one. Yeah, and he just like pointed at him, and the Miz was like, "Damn, that's what happened." He's like, "See you later." But that's what we're talking, baby. We're talking some baseball. It's summer. Hot dogs are flowing. The beer is cold on ice. <laughs> so we're talking Brock Meyer today. So let's get into some Brock Meyer. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the uh, scores on Rotten Tomatoes. I actually did last night. I looked it up and I was like, damn. Yeah, so Brock Myers' average is 98% from critics and 95% from fans. Season 1 is 94% critics, 95% fans. Season 2 is 100 and 100. Wow, pretty good stuff. And then Season 3 is 100 by critics, but 86 by fans. So it kind of trailed off a little bit. In season three, I thought season three was all right, but this is the main. This is how it goes. Uh, Brock Meyer follows Jim Brock Meyer, a famed Major League Baseball announcer who suffers an embarrassing, very public meltdown on the air <laughs> after discovering his beloved wife's serial infidelity. A decade later, he decides to reclaim his career and love life in a small town, calling minor league uh, ball for a Morris for the Morristown Frackers. The first season's is kind of like yeah, it's a pickup. Um, and he's still just like drinking like a lot, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I played a clip at the beginning of the show, um, of him doing the meltdown. But that, I didn't know this, <clears throat> but this was actually a skit that was put together like ten years ago. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it was a it was a thing. It was on Funny and uh, Funny or Die, and uh, I guess Hank Azaria, who is uh from Simpsons fame, probably the most. But he's also on Friends, Mad About You. He's been in a lot of stuff. Birdcage. Um, but yeah, he put this thing together where he had a couple of, like the ESPN dudes do this fake like documentary about him calling the games and uh, <laughs> and about how he lost. Like he just loses it. And I guess where he really got the idea to do it was just like do base do like people that call games. They just talk like that all the time. And so that's what this character does. And it's one of the funniest shows I think I've ever seen. It really is. Like, Hank Azaria just does such a great job in it. And honestly, I, I watched it to get caught up. Uh, not caught up on the show because I couldn't get season three. But um, 
like just rewatch some episodes to get back like familiarize myself again and dude it's just such tight writing the the jokes hit the flow he care i mean Hank Azaria carries the show in a lot of ways but they have a lot of funny side characters that help him out and uh man it's just it's really a good show it's just funny like i'm just dying i'm laughing myself to death watching it i love it uh amanda p also stars in it she's kind of but she's not around the second season i'm not sure how far you are in the second season but yeah i watched second season how did you feel about the way the second season ended this is spoilers i mean it's it's a tv show so tv show they only do eight episodes super Um, short you talking about the end of the season with l and all that yeah because he gets sober right at the end yeah, well, yeah, we. Yeah, I mean, you've seen season three, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen. Season three. I haven't seen season three, so I'm not sure if that sticks. Uh, well, I'm not gonna tell you. I'll let you let you go. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I like. I think that what what's crazy about this show is that there's they're 24 minute episodes. There's only eight in the first season, eight in the second season. Yet in those 16 episodes, like when I watch them, I feel like. The main premise of the show is basically like this dude discovering himself. Like he thinks he wants to get back to baseball and that's his goal and all this stuff. But it's really about him just like unlocking this part of him of who he really was and then trying to navigate that when it's like, how can I be this way but also exist in this world? And I think that they do a really good job of kind of the ups and downs and over just that many episodes and that short of episode length. Like I feel like he's done so many things gone so here and there and back and like. It just I don't know, it just keeps developing. So I'm fine with like when they try new things. Or like even the fact that season one takes place in this town you think you're gonna be a part of, and all of a sudden season two is like, Nope, I'm moving to New Orleans. Like yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting how they can just be like it, it's a new way to tell a story of, of instead of being like, Nope, this show's not about a guy in this small town always. Oh, but he's going over here now. Like, all right, cool. I guess we're just following his story where it takes him. Yeah. I think one of the funniest jokes, and I think I'm pretty sure it's in season two. Maybe it's not maybe it's season three. Is Bob uh, Bob Costas in season two? It's funny I don't remember. Yeah, you would remember this because so this isn't this isn't season three then. Um, I'm just gonna say the joke, but it comes out that remember how he got pink eye at the Olympics? Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, it was because of Bro- Brockmeyer. He would like <laughs> he did it on purpose <laughs> to, yes. to get him kicked off the Olympics, and then so <laughs> in season three he he has to tell him he tells him finally. And uh, yeah, something like that. But yeah, it is season three. I just looked it up. I just put in Bob Costas Brockmire, and it's episode two of season three. So that's a real treat. Yeah, man, the hijinks and stuff in season two are still up to par. I mean, season two is really, really good. Oh, yeah. Um, he's just trying to get back to the show, and but the way he just does the voice, and it is he's always just like using the, that bass off voice, and the regular like day life is really what. Yeah, just normal, <laughs> just normal stuff like. I just love how he he really owns that role, and and as far as Hank Azaria, like I looked up the accolades or whatever, and that you know he's been nominated twice. Yep, for, for a, by the Critics Choice Critics Choice Awards, but nominated not one. But I was as I'm watching this show, like even though I really like I watched the first episode a long time ago by I, I don't know, it's like I'm like what's this? And we we both I, right, I think me and you talked about it, and we were like oh that was so funny. And now as I watch more, I'm like, dude, this guy is great. Like, he's this character. He owns it. He seems like he just is completely this. He's, he seems like he's completely Jim Brockmire. Like, I totally get it. And he's also existing in a world, like, he's like a freaking 1950s, 40s, 50s 
baseball announcer that's like just in our modern day and he just like he'll think out loud and like he'll again and he'll but he'll <laughs> yeah. use the same voice he'll like narrate things he's doing like he'll go on his tirades like he has so many pieces it's not just him being angry and yelling those are really epic moments but he also just has like this crazy shit like one of my favorite parts is is when uh they're doing the kangaroo court i think it's like the third episode of season one actually or something like that third or fourth like the in the locker room, and so he ends up being like a lawyer for them, oh, yeah. uh, for the team. But at one point, she's like, uh, he's like, I need this witness. Like, you got to go get the coach, or the yeah, you got to get the pit, the coach back, so I can can I can uh, examine him, and he'll tell us the truth. And she's like, Do you think you can stall? And he's like, Yeah. And so she leaves. There's like there's like a five minute string where she's like going to find this guy, Amanda Pete is, and then she like finds him, and she has to deal with this bank thing, and then she freaking comes back, and he's just got like this big whiteboard that's got this complex drawing of Europe on it during the during World War II and he's like he's like describing how why now why Hitler would go into Russia while also doing this down here. Well it's because he was the same fool hearted man that he was in nineteen in that in that post house in nineteen twenty three. And I think and as soon as he walks he's like, Oh and now speaking of that, let's uh, let's get this thing going. It's like everyone's off falls so he like gave like this crazy detailed history of World War Two just to buy time. Just to kill the clock yeah uh, like it's little jokes like that where they turn on his head it's like can, can you stall it's like oh yeah and it's not something where he's like uh yeah tell me that or uh trying to buy time it's just like it just happened while they were away <laughs> like shit like that kills me another are his like catchphrases i think one that really caught on for me or stood out was like the what's it the what's a doodle <laughs> oh yeah and he's always saying Ugh. he's always saying well in his baseball talk he'll say things like Call the doctor, cause that one's got gonorrhea. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like he just—it's basically like that great baseball voice just doing. Which is so funny you say it now that it was a skit years ago because that's what actually the character itself feels like. It's like they were sitting, like he was sitting there. And he's like, "What if it's a freaking old timey baseball announcer?" But he just is like down on his luck. And so he just says whatever. Like instead of being like, "Ooh, there's a humdinger," like he'll be exactly like you said, like call the doctor because that one's got gonorrhea. <laughs> um, yeah, he he. What he said, uh, I believe, is on um, one of the late night shows, maybe with Steve Colbert. But he said he got the voice from just the regular '70s baseball announcer that everyone was kind of doing at the time. And then he he got has a little influence of other announcers. And then he said. Them just talking like that on, on everything they do. So, like, if he's in the toilet, he's like, ooh, Brockmire drops two. Like, yeah, just, oh, yeah, or like, he'll be on, like, a tirade, and he'll just come, he'll circle right back in, or there's an episode uh, where he's, like, getting them all, and he's all pissed off because his wife's back, his ex-wife's back, and so he's, like, getting the teams all amped up to fight and riot, like, the whole place to riot, but, like, he'll be going on this huge tirade about how, like, they're, uh, <laughs> what's he say? He says something like, He's like, oh, they think they're better than us, that they're a superior race over there in Butler. And he's <laughs> yes. like, where have I heard that one before, people? And then he just like goes right back. He's like, hey, and the count is owned too. Yeah, as long as he kept... <laughs> everyone's getting all fucking hyped up. As long as you keep the count is what he said. Uh, you just got to keep yeah. the count. So always he'll go on the, gotta keep the, count. the tirade and be like, that's a full count. Two and three. <laughs> two and three. <laughs> three and two. Yeah. Oh, man, it's a great show. If you haven't, check it out. It's on Hulu. First two seasons. Uh, it is an IFC show, so I'm yeah, which is great. It's like their highest. I was re- I was reading about how like it was one of their it was the first show in history or something like that to gain like some kind of weird thing or basically like it was not you know it's like a show they just made. And I don't think they expected it to be may be like a hit or anything like that, but 
and even if you're listening to this now, maybe you've never heard of it, but it had like a crazy thing where every episode of the first season grew by like the audience grew by like three times or something, which has never happened before. And I mean, it's really smart writing. It's really fun. Like, yeah, there's some pretty like, I mean, he, when he had his mental breakdown, he was gone for how many years, like three years or whatever. And he's freaking just doing every crazy sex thing in the world and drugs and all that. So it has that kind of like dark humor at times that, that black humor that like, yeah, kind of like not like just dis- not not disgusting. Like, I don't know. People call it toilet humor still like that stuff. But it's all really smart. Like the way it's woven together. It doesn't feel like they're just trying to like hit you with stuff to shock you. It feels like it actually is woven into like the story and what's happening, which I think is amazing. It's not. Yeah. Like you said, it's like it's not really going for a wow factor. It's just like, hey, this guy was just really down on his luck and he went all the way up. But yeah, they're saying he's up for that last night. He's he's up for an Emmy. It looks like he there or at least a push. They're pushing for it. Really? Yeah, he's got an Emmy spotlight for the show on a few different. Well, he articles. should because it's a freaking. It's just a funny show. Like it's it's hilarious. It's it's good. Like you just want to watch. I just want to watch that dude do anything. Like he's freaking killing it. And yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, he has a very prolific career. Not as maybe like a, someone in the main light, uh, but as like you know doing voice work and like all those things you said. But like if you think about it, if you're watching Friends. David is a great character in Friends. He has some great funny lines when he's in that. And then, like, all the shit he does on Simpsons, obviously. Like, Hank Azaria is just a... He's a funny dude that has a really unique voice but can use that in different ways. And in this one, he's just using it, and it just seems like it's true to form. Like, it's just great. It's great. Yeah, on the late night shows, he even said he was like, I just happen to talk like him, like, all the time. But yeah. when oh, he gets in the flow of his voice, it's it's pretty funny. You should check it out. Um, I fucking love. I love when he uh, when he's talking. He's sitting at the bar one night when the episodes and he's freaking <laughs> rambling off because he has to like, ooh, Brockmire has to think this one through, and then he's like just loudly walking through his thought process, and he's like thinking about how oh the internet, which was the destruction of my career, might be the only thing it can save, or could be the only thing it could save Brockmire, and then he says. Something about, uh, oh, he's like, maybe that's ironic. But I never really, Brockmeyer never really understood what ironic meant. Ten th- <laughs> and Alanis Morissette didn't help at all. 10,000 spoons while you need is a knife? That's only ironic if you're stuck in a knife factory. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit like that is just so clever. Yeah, the, I think it might be season three, but the lore, there's like a lore joke about, yeah, this is season three. Um, there's another joke about how Lord wrote Royals about, like, Joe Buck or somebody. Interesting. It's not. I don't think it's Joe Buck. I think it's somebody else. But uh, it's pretty funny because it's like a yeah, it's like a, it's like they, ongoing they, joke for like the first episode, couple episodes. Well, yeah, they also do some stuff that's like interesting, like uh, or that's just weird. Like they'll just make their own kind of world. There's the uh, there's the freaking Taylor Swift Drake sex tape. Yes. <laughs> like there's like rumors, like two episodes, like in the third episode, there's a thing that, like the rumors are swirling. That they might be dating. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like, five episodes, like, he gets bumped off this big interview he did because the release of the Taylor Swift Drake sex tape. And everyone, it's like, what world? It's like I'm looking at a different universe. This is crazy. Like, they're making, like, historical pop, pop culture, culture things yeah. occur that never happened. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. And in season two, he goes to, he's, is, no, season three, he goes to Oakland. I keep, because I just saw season three. But yeah. He's just bounce, he's bouncing and bouncing. Yeah, okay. So I need to I need to put catch up on season three because honestly, I'll tell you what, I, I didn't really expect that. Like I said earlier, I really thought the show was gonna be about him being in freaking Mudville or whatever. I can't, I can't remember the town right now. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, I thought it was just gonna be about him being there and like the relations develop and bring people in and maybe growing Morristown. that team or 
up Morristown, yeah, or like going up and down, but really at the season, they're like, nope, oh, here's your next shot. And then he's like, well, fucking see ya. And he just like leaves. It's like, but then you get some cool characters. You get that um, Raj guy. Is that it, Raj? Yeah. Oh, I hate that guy, but you got, yeah, he's so like, funny. Like though. He's a, he does a great job and he's funny and he's like his competition. Like they just kept, they kept it fresh. Uh, J.K. Simmons is in season three as well. Yeah. Is he, I saw that on the little thing. Is yeah. he, is he good in it? Uh, he hates Brockmire and Shocker. And they call him the hammer. I'm not going to tell you why, but it's an ongoing yes. joke and it's hilarious. It takes place, season three takes place at spring training. So it's in Florida, but he is with the A's. He ends up take, ah, taking that okay. job. But then there's the will they, won't they kind of love relationship with Amanda Pete as well, which I'm always like, ah, oh. sure. But he's right now. She did a great job being all the way in the first season. And yeah, she's only in like, she's kind of here reoccurring character in the second one and third one it said so yeah she's not in like every episode and the second season he's just going he's going crazy like with a bunch of different people so he really gets in he really gets after it in that second season but then they got like a successful a successful podcast where he's just him telling stories as like the side joke side show oh yeah which i i was i meant to talk to you about that like that's another thing that I think the show does really well of like taking this character who seems almost in some way like he's out of time, like he he was plucked and dropped here, but then like incorporating like when it, when they were trying to find ways to boost his fame and they were like, we'll make memes and you can do some ASMR, which is hilarious. I remember uh, they were talking about how or in my head when I was watching, I was like, dude, this, all this guy does is talk for hours and hours on end. Like you, at one point, I remember his little buddy in the booth is like, you just talked to me about that for three hours. He's like, did I? <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, I, in my head, I was like, dude, he's good. Dude's got to do a podcast. And then he does it. And they like incorporate, they bring in this American life. Like they really tie it together with a lot of mainstream kind of things and these ideas. And it's sort of like teaching this dude that has no idea about the world. Right. About, he's like, what's a, what are podcasts? Like, I don't give a shit about who's Ira Glass, uh, about these things and how they work. And just letting him fucking just ramble on about how, he at once owned a horse with fucking OJ Simpson and Al Michaels. And he's like, and it just cuts that scene. Like the best part is it's referenced earlier. He's like, they're at the bar getting drunk. And he's like, yeah, I used to own a, I thought the worst decision I ever made was owning a horse named, uh, owning a horse with Al Michaels and OJ Simpson named nag, uh, nag of something. And, uh, and then it's like 10 minutes later in the episode when it cuts to him making the podcast, he's like, so we're at the Derby and Al, My- if anybody was going to, if anybody was ever going to murder somebody, I thought it wouldn't, I thought it'd be Al Michaels over OJ. <laughs> he, one time we were at a horse race and he walked up and he slapped a dwarf in the face. <laughs> and I said, because <laughs> he didn't like his face. And I said, Al, what's wrong? It, it's his face. He can't change it. He's like, well, there's probably a lesson in there somewhere, but I don't know what it is. And then my favorite part of that thing too, is that he's like, and he's like, well, that's going to do it for us. And his little guys, like his buddy's like telling him to, to do something. He's like, oh, really again? All right. Well, another great message from stamps.com. <laughs> and I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> Yet another interruption by stamps.com. <laughs> yeah. Great show, man. If you like go watch it, it's so much fun. Yeah, it really is. And the other thing that I think is funny about the podcast is that all of his fans of the podcast don't like his don't care for baseball. Yeah, they're fucking they're all Ira Glass, the glass bump, man. They're all like freaking hipsters and stuff that, that wanna uh oh, what is it? His dude says it way he's like they're they're hipsters, they're uh, rich white people who want a down to earth experience but want to feel safe while they're doing it and that's like going to a it's like going to a small town baseball game I'm like this is fucking amazing there's like good commentary on social structure and stuff it's a really really good show 
Definitely check it out. All the kids love it. If you don't, you should, because you will. <clears throat> uh, next week, Chris, we're talking some Stranger Things. I don't Have you got a chance to check it out? Uh, just finished episode three, I think. Mm. So uh, this week, though, especially this weekend, I'm going to do some uh, damage to the old thing and finish it off. I got really hooked on a show called Veronica Mars. Uh, <laughs> That's back, right? Over it's the past a new weekend. season. Well, there's a new season coming out apparently, but then like I started watching, I'd never watched it, and there's always been hubbub like it's such a great show and this that and the other thing. I was like, well, if it's a great show, why did it get canceled? And I'm like, oh maybe. I mean, but everybody fucking loves it. If they love it, they love it. So I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. Anyways, I watched about 23 episodes in two days, nice. and uh, yeah, it is a fantastic show. So now I'm trying. Now that I'm doing season one of that, I gotta bounce back to Stranger Things before I get back into the old V Mars uh, haze. <laughs> <laughs> that's dope well man it's always good to have you on this show next time we'll we'll figure out what we're talking and we'll get get you back on yeah. the summer sessions good summer uh, sesh we'll be back with g splash our regular show back on episode 100 crazy it'll be a big one starting with a key yeah that's how we do uh i'm bradley baxter as always my man chris bucky watts will be back next week with another summer sessions edition so Oh, also, let me. We got. We kind of got a plug. Uh, if you like Funko oh, Pops, cool. you can now protect your Funko Pops with Pop Shields. There is a link in the description below. Definitely buy them through uh, seven bucks a pop. Secure your pops and also kick down a little change to your boys for the show. So yay, we all win. Pops are protected. Podcast keeps going. Boom. Protect your pops. We out. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Other than that, we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye. Happy summer. So, yeah. Welcome to my home. This is G Splash Zone. This is the dub show. Getting where you fitting in the summer zone. And I'm going hella ham on it. Motherfucking it hard. Please imagine my surprise. When I opened my front door to find about a half dozen naked folks sprawled out in my living room, engaged in what can only be described as a desperate and a hungry kind of a lovemaking. And right in the center of it all was my wife, my wife Lucy. She was wearing a strap on and she was plowing our neighbor Bob Greenwald. And folks, I do mean right in the ass. Fastball misses, just low, count goes full, three and two. Did he just say strap on? Hey, for you kids at home. Uh, strap on is a belt with a dildo on it that mommies use to penetrate daddies as a Banyas strikes out on a high fastball. That'll bring Clark up to bat. Clark having himself a heck of an afternoon with two doubles. Bob Greenwald. Bob Greenwald. And that two-faced SOB. I hosted his kids bar mitzvah. I hosted his kids bar mitzvah. Here's the kicker. Here's what kills me. My wife Lucy has the stone, she has the unmitigated gall to turn to me and tell me that she is a sexual astronaut. I mean, what is that? What does that even mean? I mean, granted, Bob Greenwald's ass might be as big as the goddamn moon. That does not mean that my wife has been to outer space, okay? And that is a deep fly ball to right center field. That one is way back there. That's either out of here or lost inside my wife's bed. Cheating vagina. Congratulations, Dan Hobart of Sedalia. I only hope you enjoy gelatin half as much as my lovely wife enjoys Man, I'm calling the goddamn game. No, why don't you calm down? Uh, 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 uh,
professional. Gelatin. Delicious, nutritious, and full. Judge of the Gary. <laughs>